Welcome to the Bronco Review Show. This week, we recap the Monday night loss to the Titans and look forward to the rest of the schedule. Let's get it. What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Mitch. And thank you for listening to the Bronco Review Show. Please get at the show, The Real Tangent on Twitter, The Real Tangent on IG, and The Tangent Podcast on Facebook now. What a weird game of football that was on Monday night. Tennessee Titans beating the Broncos 16-14. to Um, I don't know where to start. Because they, they should have had at least another chance to go down the field. And I really believe that Drew Locke could have did it. But we'll get into it. Um, as far as Drew Locke's performance, I'm not mad. I I enjoyed watching what uh what Drew Locke was doing. There were some things like a couple exchanges where he fumbled, uh, but he didn't lose them. He did good. Uh, it's not horrible. I mean, 22 for 33, uh, 216, one touchdown, no interceptions. I mean, it was great. He wasn't really pushing the ball down the field. He was going uh, pretty much to Fant most of the night. I mean, he didn't Fant didn't lead the Broncos in targets. That was uh, Jerry Judy, and we'll get into that as well. But Fant had a good game, uh, 80, 81 yards. He had the touchdown. And uh, what they need to do, and there's just a few things that I just couldn't stand last night. The play action. Some of their play actions were so slow developing. I mean, there's one, you have to go to the, the, the motion guy. Then you got to go to the running back. And by that time, Tennessee's already back there. You know what I'm saying? Clowney's already back there. Someone's already back there. So, and then they weren't really running Melvin Gordon early like they should have been. I think they should have been pounding the rock early, trying to establish something. Because once they had the lead, they had, they had the nine-yard uh, touchdown pass to Fent. Uh, on a little rollout, and I think uh, Locke is really, really good at the rollout. That's that's the play action that they should use, not these multiple fakes. And then because that way, n- number one, you can't get any separation, considering that you have Cortland Sutton, your best wide receiver, out with an injury, and then KJ Handler, the rookie out of Penn State, wasn't able to play as well. So they should have been pounding Gordon, pounding Gordon, but that's. Not the case until later, when they should have been pounding Gordon, pounding Gordon. Um, Tennessee's offense, I gotta say, it's predicated on Derrick Henry because I mean he's the NFL rushing champion right now, and the Broncos were really bottling him up for the first half. It was he wasn't really getting off. I mean he had he got his yards eventually. He had one sixteen, but he had thirty one carries for that. And a 3.7 average, I mean, I'll take it. His longest his longest rush of the night was 13 yards. So he wasn't busting big plays off. And Ryan Tannehill, as long as you get pressure on him, it's, it's light. The only time that he was carving him up is when he had a clean pocket. And he had a clean pocket a couple of times. A few times, actually. Because he threw it 43 times. Once again, they didn't turn the ball over. And that that was the key. That was so, so key. Because it was a sloppy game. 
There were a lot of penalties. The Melvin Gordon fumble that gave them the field position on like the 23, the Denver 23, that hurt. And, and that's another play that was slow developing. That's why there were so many people converging on Gordon before he got hit. Lock gets it, Lock gets it in shotgun. They already have Gordon flanked out to the right. He gets the ball. Lock flicks it out there. And there's really no room for him to operate. But Gordon goes forward, gets blasted, loses the ball. Tennessee turns around and, and gets um, gets points off of it. And ties the game at 7. See, you can't make mistakes like that at home. <laughs> at mile high. I mean, there's no fans and I get it. But honestly, there's no home field advantage with no fans, right? Except for Denver. Because that altitude is hell. Right? So, <sighs> I guess they should have been trying to tire these boys out. And Gordon, he, he's a hammer. Um, I mean, Tannehill, he hit his uh, he hit his tight end Michael Pruitt uh for, to tie it up after the Gordon fumble, and it was just back and forth. The I have to give props to the Denver defense. They have this kid Josie Jewell. Oh my goodness, this kid is going to be bomb. He was hitting people hard, like ridiculous hard. Um, yeah, they got some good players. It's just I don't I don't know if if they have enough to even compete with the Chiefs right now, especially without Von Miller, because Tannehill doesn't have a clean pocket with Von Miller in the mix. With him outside of the mix, now I'm telling you, this kid Jewel, he's going to be a real one. A, a real one. <laughs> he blasted. He blasted Henry so hard last night. It was. It was. Wow. It was like Atwater Okoye esque for real. Um, they just got beat. You can't go as as a professional team. You can't go a whole quarter without converting a third down, like the Broncos did against the Titans. Can't do it. And then there there are critical mistakes made. You have a nice long drive, an 11 yard, 11, 11 yard, 11 play drive, and you're on the one yard line. It's, thir- it's third and one. The, the 11 play was third and one. They ran, they didn't get it, but it's still on the one. It's fourth and one. And as I was watching, I'm like, they need to go for this. <laughs> what, what do you have to lose? Your defense is playing nice, and hey, if you don't get it, you don't get it. I'm thinking. Hell, just run the ball again. You got you got Melvin Gordon, which I mean I'm sure he can handle it. What they decide to do is roll right and do a shovel pass to Jake Butt. Now, I'm not mad at the play, but there was a couple things that were wrong with it with the execution. It was ridiculous. They they hike it, Jake Jake comes around, and then he stutters a little bit, so already the timing is off. And then, when Drew Locke shovels the the ball to him, he has his back to the goal line. Like he's not even going forward. He's not. He has his back to the. He doesn't have his momentum going forward. He's going east and west, and he needs to be going north and south. And they don't get it. They could have kicked the field goal, but I don't think field goals mattered in this game 
because they were missing field goals left and right. Um, Steve, Steve Goskowski, wow. He missed four kicks. One of them got blocked, but then he missed the other three. Two other field goals and an extra point. So, and that's how the Broncos got the lead later. So, when, when, when the other team is putting it on the platter for you, you can't make mistakes like shovel passes at the one. Have him go over the top. Have Judy run a route because Judy's route running is, is pristine. Now his hands, uh, he had a couple critical drops. I, I just, they were so critical at that time. And I don't think Cortland's dropping that. Um, but anyway, as the game went on, <laughs> uh, basically, we had there the Broncos get an INT. It, it gets called back for an illegal hit by uh, AJ Johnson. Oh man, it's just there are little things, just little mistakes all night long that they could have prevented. Uh, Philip Philip Lindsay ended up getting hurt, so he wasn't able to provide the uh, the spark that he usually does. But Royce Freeman, he had a nice little run to get him down to the one, and then uh. Melvin Gordon punched it in. So it's okay. The Broncos have the lead. They have the lead. They're fine. It's 14-13. And still, the defense is playing stout. Okay. Derrick Henry still hasn't got going. Like, for real, for real. He was just ch- he was just little chunks. Little chunks. But I think the Broncos just got tired. Because when Tannehill... In the... the Okay, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. The Broncos had the ball, 14-13. Had the ball, okay? Now, before they had to punt the ball, here's the sequence. And it should have went differently. This is how I would have did it. I would go run, run, pass. What they did was a pass to Judy, perfect pass by Locke, Judy drops it. His second drop of the game, and those two drops were critical. Then they run the ball, and then they get like, what, three yards, okay? And then they, on third down, they go they go deep. And Tim Patrick has his man by at least three steps. And Locke overthrows him. And that was like at the 417 mark, okay? So... Broncos off the punt, and that's when Tannehill just locked in, started going, and then they started running Henry down the down their throat. And the whole time, as they're getting closer and closer, Fangio says, "I'm not going to call any timeouts." Why? Why won't you call a timeout? They're driving. And they're not stopping. And, hey, maybe you get a stop because their kicker has been trash all night. He hasn't made one all night. He made a he made an extra point earlier. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? So, as the Titans are marching down the field, the Broncos are keeping their timeouts in the pocket. And I'm sitting here like, what are they doing? Why? Why are you keeping your... Oh, because you think you're going to have six next week? No. 
You lose them. Why aren't you using them? So as they continue to plow down the field and not use their timeouts, they finally get to a third a third down. Right? And it was like a third and three or something. And they could have just ran the ball out. And I still don't think they would have called timeout. But anyway, they went for a fade route instead and missed it. Because I don't think they trusted their kicker to do it right there. But um, Goskowski came out. Kicked the ball. Perfect. I mean, kicked it with confidence. And 16-14. 0-1. When it could have been easily 1-0. Because there's still time on the clock. But you could add so much more time on the clock if you use your timeouts. It was the worst coaching I mean, I've seen bad time management by coaches. Andy Reid has been maligned for that for years, but now he has he has a championship, so it's like, hey, whatever. But you can't do that. You just, ugh, ugh. It's so bad. There was just no big plays. I mean, the biggest play they had was a 31-yard pass to Fent and then a 25-yard uh, run by Gordon. And that's when he, when he hit that 25-yard run, that's when Gordon was finally trying to warm up, finally. He had 78 yards on the night, but he, had, he was running for 5.2. And when you're running for 5.2 a clip, then you need to start getting the ball to him more. But when Patrick Lindsay went out, it was, it was a little bit different. But Gordon can block. Gordon can catch. Gordon Gordon can do things. I mean, they were on his. They were on him as soon as he caught it because he got three catches for eight yards. But Gordon's gonna be an asset. It just sucks that they had it on their. They had it on their plate. They served it to him on a plate. Four missed kicks. Four. And you could have stole one, but you left it out there. And then that Gordon fumble really hurt because the defense, I promise, if that was on the other 25, I think the defense would have held. But when it's on the Denver 25, it's different. (sighs) It's frustrating. It's frustrating. So, seeing that the Chiefs won and the Raiders won, they're already behind the eight ball. It's not going to be a good season with coaching like that. Hopefully, they get all our cheeses back because we need Sutton. And I can't wait to see what Hamler does. Because once they get out there, because I think I think they were good last night, really. I mean, fans of, fans of weapon. And Patrick is, he can run routes. Judy, oh boy. I know, I know no one's harder on Judy than him. So, he's going to clean it up. But, oof. On that last drive, on that last drive, when he dropped that ball on that first on that first down, it killed the game. All you had to do was run it once, get that three. Run it twice, get another three or four. And then you have the option to try to either run or run a play action because it's believable then because it's, it's third and three. Now it's third and seven, and now you know you got to pass because you haven't been running on us all night. That's what they're thinking. It's just, 
it was just a weird game to watch. It was I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was intense because Tannehill, he was he was painting, he was painting with the rock. I'm not tripping. They're they're a good team and they have a really good defense. Uh, Clowney's gonna make them even better. Oh, uh, Carl, yeah, they have a they have a nice little squad. So you look at the Steelers, right? And yeah, they looked good last week. They were fine. I mean, it's the Giants though. Now, for them to hold Barkley to six yards, that's crazy. I mean, that's absolutely nuts. They need to be commended for that. I don't know what happened. I really didn't watch that game too tight. But when I looked at the stats and this, and I saw six yards, I'm like. Is, is that is that Charles Barkley or Saquon Barkley? I don't know. What the hell is going on out there? Um, the Giants were going to win that division anyway. The way Washington's defense is looking right now, it looks like they're going to be at least in third. We don't know what's going to be with Carson Wentz. The Cowboys, we don't know. I mean, they played the Rams. The Rams are a good team. It was on the road. Uh, we don't know about the NFC East. Do we ever? There are certain divisions that are on lock. Like the AFC West, it looks like it's on lock, but it depends on Drew Locke. No pun intended. If he can get this thing going, they should have won the other night. But they were missing so many weapons, and I get it. There's there's just reasons, no excuses. The Chiefs look great. No doubt. Mahomes is a top three player in the league. No doubt. And the Broncos have the major injury to Von Miller. And they're still building with a new coach that needs to learn how to use timeouts. But Pittsburgh is in a different type of division. Because everybody's good. Or up and coming. Because that Joe Burrow thing, it's a thing. I'm saying it right now. I I looked at it on a national championship game. In the SEC championship game. I'm like, this guy has it. This guy is nice. Um, It's different than like Joey Harrington. Because Joey Harrington, it felt system-y. Burrow doesn't seem like a systematic quarterback. He seems like he just has it. He has the intel. He's plugged in. And they're the worst team in the damn division. Baker looked okay last night. I'm not the biggest Baker Mayfield fan. But I recognize that he has game. I've never said he was not a good ball player. This is certain things. It's just, I don't know. If if I had to choose someone's swag between those two, I like Burroughs. As opposed to Mayfields. Anyway. But Pittsburgh. They did, they expect to win that division. And with Baltimore there. As a roadblock. I don't see it. But they did look good last week. Denver traveling to Pittsburgh. Ugh. Drew Locke without his weapons. Because uh, Sutton's going to be questionable. 
And I know Philip Lindsay with that foot injury, he's going to be out. So, uh, as far as Pittsburgh's concerned, they got Benny Snell. And anybody out of um, SEC country, you know about Benny Snell. That kid out of Kentucky, that's why Kentucky was relevant. Trust. He's nice. And James Conner is a little bit hampered. So, Benny Snell might get a lot. I picked him up on my fantasy team. How about that? He might be getting a lot of run. And they're good. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, he's been nice since USC. He's been nice. And that defense, six yards, Saquon Barkley, that doesn't even make sense. That That's not a, a real equation. <laughs> but they made that pop. Pittsburgh's here. And the Ravens are here, but we want to see what the Ravens do when it's not like deer in the headlights, preseason game, Browns. It's going to be different. Uh, I'll preview the rest of the week a little bit later on, um, on another pod, but Denver needs to go in there, not drop balls, run Gordon Moore, and a little bit less play action, I'm telling you, it just develops slow. Pittsburgh is a better team right now, in my, in my opinion. Because they have the Super Bowl winning quarterback. They have the Super Bowl winning coach. They have a really ridiculous defense. Ridiculous defense. But it was the Giants. But you know I never pick against the Broncos. So we're going to go 21 to... Tw- mm. Nah, can they, can they score 21? It has to be locked. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna do it. Twenty one seventeen Broncos. And that's a pure homer pick. I'm saying it right now. It's a pure homer pick. I like what I see out of Drew Locke. The only thing I don't like out of Drew Locke is the fumbling. The fumbling of snaps. He's going to lose at least two this year. I, I don't want to put bad juju on him, no pun intended. I don't want to put bad juju on him, but I just feel it. I just because the other night he almost lost him. But he recovers quickly. Drew Locke is a good quarterback. And let me say this right now. Before anyone else comes back at me. When I say Drew Locke. I never said I did not like Drew Locke. I said I didn't like Case Keenum. For sure. And the only drum I was beating all offseason. Is why not Cam. That's all I was saying. I didn't say Drew Locke was shit. We need a better quarter. No, I wasn't saying that at all. I love Drew Locke. But at the same time, Cam is on the streets. Cam is an MVP. Cam is a Super Bowl appearance. Cam has all Cam has accolades. Why not Cam? That's all I was saying. I don't dislike Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't like I don't dislike Kirk Cousins. I don't dislike, you know, there are certain players, I don't like the way they act off the field. On the field, it's like, I'm just looking at you, it's like, okay, you're you're not, I'll never draft you on my fantasy team. Basically, that's that's basically how deep it goes. Unless, Unless it's on the positive side, where it's like, oh, you're the shit. And Drew Locke, 
He's he's way on the positive side. I'm like, yeah. I'm glad we have him. I'd rather have Cam Newton. But we'll see how it goes. Cam Newton and Melvin Gordon in the same back. Come on, man. Come on, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Just listen. All right. I do kind of want to go through the rest of the uh, schedule real quick. Just so I could go ahead and make my um, win-loss record for sure. Because I just got to do it right now. We already have one L, so. <sighs> Those three timeouts, dude. It's, it's going to irk the hell out of me for a while. Okay, so the Steelers game, we're going to say win. Next game is October 1st. Broncos at Jets. That should be a W. Just because the Jets are shambles of whatever they were before they were shambles. And I don't remember when they weren't a shambles. Uh, probably the Ryan era, right? Uh, let's see. Broncos at Patriots. So, ah, <laughs> oh, man. Broncos at Patriots. The Broncos haven't had very much success in Foxborough. It'd be if Drew gets that W, whew, it's starting to become Tebow esque legendary in Bronco lore. But I'm gonna say they're not gonna win that one. So we're two and two right now. Dolphins at Broncos, that should be a W. Uh by then, I think this is the game that two is gonna come in for the Dolphins. I mean, Fitz Magic is Fitz Magic. I mean, he's he's uh on the low Hall of Famer. He's like the R-Truth of, of football, basically. He's, he's been there. He's always performed. And he'll he'll give you a special performance every now and then. Like, special, special. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. He should go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I said it. Um, and now we get to the big ones. October 25th, Chiefs at Broncos. Okay. This is the one I've circled for about a year. No, I've circled it ever since that left-handed pass on Monday Night Football. Because the Broncos should have won that night with Case Keenum. As it is. The Broncos are going to be hampered. The Broncos are without their best player during this time. I don't know what's going to happen with the Chiefs between now and then, but I know that they're nice as hell. I know that. <laughs> I know the kid out of LSU is hell. They weren't even clicking the other night against the Texans. They weren't even clicking, and they were still just like popping off. So I am going to say, that the Broncos are going to lose in mile high. We'll get to the other one later. Broncos at Falcons, November 8th. Hold on a second, because I did not know the Falcons were coming on November 8th to the A. And if they're letting fans in, that might be a thing to look into. Okay. November 8th, 1 o'clock. Broncos at Falcons. Uh, We're going to take that dub. Broncos have a secondary. They just lost uh, A.J. Boye, but they still have a secondary. 
the rookie came in, he did fine without that pass interference. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, without that uh, personal foul when he got that pick, the game could have went a different way against the Titans. But the secondary is fine. No one's going to guard Julio. No one can guard Julio. Matt Ryan, just get a little bit of pressure on him. He's going to give it to you at least once. Broncos could stop the run. If they could stop Derrick Henry, they could damn sure stop Gurley. Yeah, I'm going to give Broncos the win. Uh, Broncos at Ravens in Vegas. Yep, Broncos. Yo, this is completely homer, by the way. I, I'm not even going to trip. The Raiders, okay, Josh Jacobs, he's nice as hell. Okay, got it. Carr's getting into it. Gruden is getting into his groove coaching. Okay, I got all of it. Got all of it. By the time this game rolls around on November 15th, the offense should be clicking because they're going to have all their weapons. They're going to have Hamler. They're going to have Cortland Sutton. They're going to have everybody. It should be tight, super tight. UGK. Uh, the following week, Chargers at Broncos. Um, I just don't. I'm, okay, I'm just, I'm just being. Yeah, I'm being a homer. Are the Chargers that good? I don't think so. I don't think the Chargers or the Raiders are that good. I think the Broncos are better than both of those teams, especially defensively. I'm just gonna say that right now. Defensively, they're better. You're going to see Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry carve up defenses this year. And they didn't do that to the Broncos because they couldn't. They couldn't. They didn't turn the ball over and only score 16. That's what I'm trying to say. This is without Von Miller. And they just lost another corner. And they played the rest of the game same damn way. I love this Denver defense. And I think they could beat the Chargers. So right now we're at six and three. Now this is pie in the sky, right? For the for the Broncos, right? What are the losses? Wait, hold on. I said they're gonna lose okay. They are they already they already lost to um the Titans. They already lost to the Titans. I said they're gonna lose to the Patriots and they're gonna lose to the Chiefs. Yeah. The Patriots and Chiefs. Okay. So, I mean, and all of those, those are all playoff teams from last year. Okay. So, basically, I, I guess I'm going where if you didn't go to playoffs last year, I don't, I don't think I don't think you're better than this. So, next game, Saints at Broncos. Okay. Got to eat some crow on that one. Uh, the Saints look vicious. They treated Tom Brady real bad last week. The defense is solid. Alvin Kamara. Uh, Mount Rushmore quarterback. I mean, Saints win. Now, here's the one. December 6th. December 6th at Arrowhead. This is the one the Broncos are going to win. And shift was popping in the AFC West. This is the one. I don't care if they come into Mile High. 
and win. Because that's when the Mahomes legend really started. It really started right then with the left-handed pass. And it was, I, I watched it. I literally watched the whole damn game. I watched the whole damn game. And the Broncos had it. And Case Keenum missed so many passes. He missed that one to the right. At the very end, they could have won the game. And uh, So, it's not about mile high. It's about going in the arrowhead and getting a W. No matter how it has to pop. If you if you can get a W and arrowhead, the whole... Fajo's good. Vic is good. <laughs> if he gets that W, December 6th, Sunday night, NBC, if he gets that W, that's going to be huge. And I think somehow the Bronco organization is going to do it. I don't know how yet. <laughs> We're going to see how the rest of the season progresses, depending on injuries and all that. But that's the one I have circled, December 6th. Broncos, Chiefs, Arrowhead, Broncos win. Ah, Broncos at Panthers. Mm. I like Bridgewater, and I like uh, Robbie Anderson being down there with him. Robbie Anderson was hell in New York. The Jets, they should have paid him, honestly. They, They let go of a good one. And then, obviously, Christian McCaffrey. You know what? Ugh, at Carolina, okay. I'm gonna say it's a L. Christian McCaffrey is special. Colorado kid. Um, playing against Denver, yeah, he's gonna be amped that day. He's gonna be amped that day. That's the day you want Christian McCaffrey on your fantasy team when they play the Broncos. If it was a, if it was in Denver, ugh, it's even worse. Uh, next week is. The Bills at Mile High. Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen slept on commodity. He could really run the rock. There, There are people that can run the rock but don't, like Carson Wentz. There are people that like running the rock, like Cam Newton and this kid. This kid likes running the rock a lot. Okay. Are the Bills better than the Broncos? Hmm. It's a push. We'll give it to the altitude. We'll give it to the Broncos. Uh, let's see. Broncos at Chargers. That's an L. For some reason, the Chargers. Ever since Fouts, they just pop up every now and then. And then Raiders at mile high, that's a dub. So what I've just laid out for you is a 10-6 and six record for the Denver Broncos. Now, is that realistic? If they could beat the Chiefs once, yes. I think it's realistic. Let's go back through. I gave the Chargers a win. I think I get the Panthers a win. 
So, and the Saints. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. They already lost to the Titans, the Patriots, Chiefs, the Chargers once, the Panthers, and the Saints. Those are the teams I think that can beat the, that can actually make a dent in this record. Otherwise, I think Drew Locke is going to develop. I think the whole offense is going to develop, have people come back from injury. They didn't. I thought it was a, a season-ending ankle injury for Von Miller, but apparently not. If he comes back towards the end of the season, when they're playing the Panthers and the Bills, now everything changes. Everything changes. A pass rush is what they need. A pass rush is what they needed against Ryan Tannehill. Once Tannehill set his feet and just looked, he was picking them apart. So, I think that's going to do it, man. Go ahead and get this out here so I could do the... uh the preview for week two. Thank you for listening. Please get at the show. The Tangent Podcast on Facebook. The Real Tangent on Twitter. The Real Tangent on IG if you want to look at some pics. And, um, yeah, that's it. Until next time, Bronco Nation stand up, stay standing, and um, impress yourself. For the ear please get at the show via social media do something you love embrace it go hard and impress yourself deuces